Assalamu alaikum and welcome to another episode of the Habibis, three game developers drinking good Arab tea. I'm your host for this week, Osama Darius. And I am Fauzi Mesmar. And it feels like I'm on the wrong podcast. Uh, I, we kind of nailed the intro. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> We're getting so much better at it that I think it's about time we start charging. How about $8, eight per episode? <laughs> That's too much. How about just eight dollars per month? How about eight dollars? How about eight dollars lifetime? No, eight we'll, cents. We'll, we'll call it Habibi's Blue. How does that sound? <laughs> Every time you listen to the episode, you can print the sticker and have it for yourself. <laughs> I love it. Hey, we can make it like Game Pass, right? So, like, yeah. you pay one fee and you get access to all our our episodes that are also available for free. How about that business model? <laughs> We're not really good at the business <laughs> part, are we? I missed you, Fozzy. How are you doing? I miss you too, Osama. I've been like, um, it's been, it's been. I don't know if it's fun going on Twitter nowadays, or yeah. it's just, um, I don't know what to describe it. But it's like, uh, it's it's watching a train wreck in slow motion, like yeah. real slow motion, one tweet at a time. It's kind yeah. of wild. It's like being on the Titanic while it's sinking. But like the people who are enjoying it, it's like you're the musicians on the Titanic playing <laughs> your last song while it's sinking. <laughs> it is yeah. sad. Yeah, what can you do about it? Not much. Yeah. I mean, have you looked into some of the alternatives to Twitter? I tried the the other one. What's it called? Meta Mastodon. Mastodon. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I tried it too and it's like I'm following an instruction guide to how to set it up and I can't wrap my mind around how it actually works and yeah. people are asking me what like how to add me and I'm like I don't know <laughs> like, you can't just search up people like I, or if you can I don't know how to do it it seems like <laughs> it's, it's, just it's very complicated yeah. like for something that's supposed to copy Twitter, it's not copying Twitter. <laughs> it's not, not. Someone described it to me as the Linux of social media platforms, and I think that's really <laughs> accurate. Like, it does all the things, but you really just have to learn how it works, and it works in ways that no other operating system works. It's, in it's case, totally that. Yeah. It's like PC gaming before Steam. In which, yes. like, you have yeah. to do all the work yourself. You have and to then... free up the cache and the DOS <laughs> and, like, <laughs> make sure you have enough ROM and all this other stuff. Like, I don't remember. I used to, like, I, I play some old, sometimes, I play some old DOS games on DOSBox, and I have to look up yeah. a guide for things I used to have to do all the time because it's just so many steps to doing the same thing. Yeah. I mean, but it's fine. That, that was the <laughs> beginning of the platform, right? I remember there was a time in which, like, I needed to to when I download the game, I need to look up what DirectX version it needed. Yeah, for me that. to run it, and there were there were versions of it that were not exactly backward compatible, so you needed yeah. to uninstall <laughs> DirectX. 8 yes, and, and then reinstall DirectX six or something like that. Yeah, and if depending on your video card, you might not have DirectX, you might have OpenGL, and then you needed to download a wrapper so that you could play with it, your actual video card. Like, each Very game true. you got was like an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is this going to work? You know, and, like, it used to be like the the, the idea that console, what you, you plug and play, and PC yeah. is you plug and pray. And, and pray. Hope, that every, <laughs> hope that everything works. It was like that with hardware too. It wasn't just software. I remember like you had to jump through hoops. This at the beginning of the internet, 
if you bought a mouse and you plugged it in, sometimes it would need an up, a firmware update and it would just like work badly or not work at all. Uh, Mice mostly worked, but like printers were just difficult to get up and running because if you had a mismatch of your operating system, if yours was was too old for the new printer that you just got, that's it. You're 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 screwed. You have to find a way to get the drivers off the internet and install them. Um, and it wasn't that like it was it wasn't that easy to find. It's not as easy as just you know which one do I need? You have to look through all these other configurations and things. Now you just plug it in, and the minimum drivers are already like included in, and it just installs itself. But that it took a long time to get there. Yeah, true, right? And um, it is kind of like that now with the, <laughs> with the Master Dome or whatever it's called. It, it you know, like that Master, the, <laughs> Master Dome. I'm like, what? <laughs> Master Dome. <laughs> I love it. Also, also a terrible name for a platform. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, I mean, there's also Co-host, which is a better name. For Wait, it, it's Mastodon. Mastodon, yeah. Uh, and also, like I, I, I saw that there, um, the one I'm on is dot cloud. Uh, but mine is pe- dot game dev or game developers or something. And some like people that. are at dot social. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if I can see people from different accounts. Uh, like these are different so. servers. I think the way it works is that you have a home server, yeah. but you're still able to interact with people on other servers. Yeah. And that's what the part that I'm trying to understand is like, what are the rules for that? Because I feel like um, the server you're on, it gives, you, uh, gives the admins a lot of power and you really have to read the uh, the service agreement before you sign up, like yeah, because each of these servers has their own rules, and that's a little bit the scary part about Mastodon is, you know, you have to be very 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 careful. You can't just jump in and be like, hey, here's a link, sign up, and then you sign up, and then someone steals all your info or whatever it is that they're able to do because you didn't read the the fine print. Uh, maybe I'm understanding this all wrong, and that's very, very possible. But I have been trying to to read about it and figure it out, and that's what it feels like. But there is there are enough game dev people moved on to it that at some point I'm going to dedicate like a good two three hours read up on it and go on just in case Twitter like Twitter like you like we said it's like the Titanic sinking, but yeah. at some point it might just go gloop bloop. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes under like you know firing half the staff and not knowing like uh, making like wild claims every little moment that could result in just like the servers not working at some point right yeah and, that's exactly that or like um the you know like every other day there's a new thing he was sort of yeah. saying now he's thinking about making it you know uh, behind the paywall you have to pay to use it yeah um yeah, it's uh things could go belly up very quickly, very quickly. All, all of a sudden. And there's a part of me that 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 is saying, wouldn't it be great if I don't have to look at Twitter anymore? Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's both freeing and liberating. So my yeah. favorite feature that Twitter has added is uh, Twitter circles. Yeah. I it's just you know small group of people I could tweet what I like it's when I started Twitter and fell in love with it at the beginning mm. like it feels like that again and a part of me is just like I don't need something to completely replace it I just need something to do that you know just a, a Twitter circle like so if Mastodon takes a little bit of an investment and becomes that I'm happy 
And if co-host is that, like I, the co-host looks similar, but you know, a little bit bare bones, maybe that's enough. And yeah. honestly, if I don't have any of those and I'm on a Discord server with my friends, that's enough. <laughs> I'm good. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about everyone else who relies on it for so many different things. Like all of my friends who are artists who get most of their contracts from Twitter. Yeah. Um, all the community managers who rely on it for visibility. Like all of these people who it's a, it's part of their livelihood. I'm I'm worried about them. For me, it's a distraction. I've never made a penny off Twitter, and I have yeah. not paid them either. So <laughs> that's a hilarious thing. Like no, I now's totally... not your chance. You get like nine, eight dollars, and you get the blue check mark. Habibi Fozzi, like the requirements for the blue check mark. I met them a long time ago. I could have gotten it when it was free if yeah. I wanted it. I looked up what it does, and it's like you have a lot more visibility on the algorithm. I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Who I don't wants want that? that? <laughs> exactly. I don't want that. No, thank you. I'll pass. I, I would have been more likely to pay not to have the check mark. <laughs> so yeah, I know it's just, it's wild. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but what you gotta do? You know, like uh, we we watch the world unfold uh, around us, and then we adjust accordingly. Exactly. We we do what we can with what we have, right? I I'm, I am seeing on your uh, the, uh, on your Twitter feed that you're quite in, uh, enjoying your new job, which is great. I am absolutely loving it. Oh, I, yeah? I like. Let's be real here. I'm gonna you know pull back the curtain a little bit. Um, I was very nervous going in because after my burnout last year, the mm. part of my brain that like wants to do design for a long time didn't work. Like it just didn't work well. I had a hard time struggling with anything to do with creative work or like problem solving at that level. Uh, I'm, I was still able to people, which is confusing. Like I'm still able to like meet people and talk to them and socialize and all that stuff worked. But the other side of, of the job, you know, the actual problem solving and design documenting and the, you know, implementing all this stuff, I had, I struggled. It was really, really difficult. And mm. I felt like through my last job at Unity that I was feeling better and getting back to who I was. But I was still like understandably nervous. I was like, I don't know, maybe I'm gonna just go back to how it was, you know, like I'm just gonna fatigue myself right away. But at my new job, of course, I can't discuss the details of the actual work, but everyone has been so kind and supportive and understanding and. I've just been able to come in and they're like, okay, is this, is this okay? Yes. Okay. This looks great. Like good, positive feedback. Um, I'm loving the people I'm working with. I'm loving the project that I'm on. Like everything is just working out. And I'm very aware that this is the honeymoon period. Mm. <laughs> like I've been through a lot of different honeymoon periods. I, I can, you know, you get a feel for it after a while. And you, you I think this is going to be something that's, you know, good for me for a good while. So I'm very happy about that. That's amazing to hear, man. That's Thank super you. cool. Yeah, I feel and like I'm home. You know what I mean? I know, like that they have a very strong design culture over there, and you know, oh. like as a designer, that's exactly what you want. Oh, they are like the people I'm working with are are just brilliant. And the the one thing I'll say is I've never seen a team of designers this motivated to just talk about the design and making it as good as uh, as it could be without like ego or politics getting in the way. Do you know mm, what I mean? No, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, like 
the, just the Slack conversations, the back and forth is like, have you considered this edge case or have you considered yeah. this this thing? And everyone's like, oh, I thank you for bringing that up. Actually, I did or I didn't. And hey, I've adjusted according to your feedback this way. And everyone is just like, thank you, smiles, jokes in between. No one trying, like, f- having the feeling that they need to be defensive about their designs. No one, like, I, it's, I am just shocked by it. If this is what Blizzard design culture has always been like, no wonder they're like I'm a huge fan of their games. Like that that's how you get the best out of your people, right? That's Make amazing. Yeah. You know, like it's one of the things that I you know usually implement when I work with design teams is that I uh, implement peer review as part of the approval process for the for the feature. So smart. That's so, so smart. So like if you want to get something in the game, then you have to get it peer reviewed. And once you get the thumbs up, then now we can discuss putting it, you know, in front of the uh, directors or getting it for approval through your producers or something like that. That's so, like, genius if a I've level designer is going to uh, uh, attempt to put uh, a level in first, yeah, then they like show it to all the level designers, and they, you know, they have a couple of discussions around them, implement like a couple of rounds of feedback, and then they present it to the level design director, and then boom, it's in the game. So. You know, peer review, uh, like once it becomes something you need as part of the process, then it, you know, it's there's there's no ego. You want that feedback. <laughs> you right. go around and you ask people, like, can you please give me the feedback? <laughs> yeah, Fozzy, kind of that's that's brilliant. And I mean, we had a parallel with code reviews. Everywhere I've worked, they've had code reviews where coders have to show their work to another coder and 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 get feedback on it. Why did I never consider? That's genius, Fozzy. I'm stealing this. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm paying your yeah. royalty, eight dollars a month. The the places I've worked mostly, that was not part of the culture. The culture was it was more like academic, right? Not yeah. a, not a, like it's you present the thing, and then you know the directors tear it apart. <laughs> you have to defend it as best you can, <laughs> and that's a little like it. It works, I guess. Uh, it's not my preference, but it works, I guess. But it creates for a very um, antagonistic uh, relationship, almost, right? Uh, I'm using yeah. a harsh word, but really that's the, the the situation where everyone feels like they are trying to get their way or you know or tear down the other thing instead of collaboration to try to find the best idea or the best implementation of a thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, makes makes perfect sense. The thing is, like you know, when when we're making games, there is a you know like part of the ideation process is uh, uh, there's something that is very deep that's coming from within us that is represented in that idea. So a lot of the times without us realizing it, our ideas are in fact very personal because they are representations of our thoughts, our passions, the things that we enjoy, the things that inspire us or what we believe is right. Mm -hmm. So therefore, whenever somebody challenges that, uh, it's almost instinct to either feel defensive or want to change uh, or uh, to challenge that back because it's almost like somebody is saying that you are wrong by saying that that idea is wrong. Yeah, exactly. It kind of it requires a lot of uh, you know ref- self reflection mm-hmm. to identify that hey when I put an idea forward and people don't understand it or don't even like it it's fine that it, it's the idea is separate from me. You know, mm-hmm. and arriving like making sure that you can always think that way is super important. It, it is really important, and actually, especially when we have big teams, 
everyone has to realize that our parts are small and somebody else always, and many layers of this, not just one, has a holistic view. Your idea might be great. Your feature might be great, but like it's great in isolation. It's great as a, like when it's siloed. How does it feel when you know put together with other things as well? So that's why having this open um like open forum of thoughts and ideas it's not just about does your idea have merit it's just how does it fit in with the global picture of what the game is everything yeah like that is part of it and it you're yeah it's like this i can i can like rant and vent about this forever but all to say is yeah i'm living it now and i'm loving it and i'm gonna steal your peer review idea the first chance i have to implement something like this it's mine I'm sorry. <laughs> it's totally fine <laughs> like I was, as i was saying before i'm, I'm gonna pay you royalties eight dollars a month we're gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you can pay me eight dollars lifetime if you just <laughs> <laughs> Wear a blue blue mark on your forehead that says that's Fauzi's idea. <laughs> it's gonna be my first tattoo, I guess. <laughs> Fauzi blue. <laughs> Fauzi blue. <laughs> oh my god, the business model ideas I'm coming up with. <laughs> it's it's like you're so good at this. You should like buy Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I should buy. If only I had forty billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, just stick around. It's not going to be worth that much very, very soon. <laughs> no, not at all. Soon we'll both be but... able to chip in and buy Twitter. It shouldn't <laughs> should take that long. <laughs> oh, my God. We laugh, but really we cry. <laughs> yeah. A little bit it's, uh, it's so sad. It's kind of funny. It is. You have <laughs> but, to. You but have it's to. not. Yeah, you have to you have to love to kind of console yourself. Exactly. <laughs> like honestly, like there were so many good connections that I made over Twitter. Um yeah. it like there there was a lot of bad too, but there was a lot of good as well. And that losing that is going to be a loss. And I mean, everyone's talking about it as if it's already done. No, it's a slow sinking ship, but everyone can see yeah. the future right now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's on fire, but like, you know, there's hope of being put off but yeah. who knows who knows we'll see what happens well speaking of fires yes and you know putting things up on fires to scare away rats <laughs> <laughs> i love this yes this is the segue i love it to see like how long that segue is and if you haven't played the game <laughs> what is this guy been talking about so what is the game Yafozi? what have you played I've been playing a game called A Plague's Tale Requiem. I have played that game as well, or at least I'm like halfway through that game. So what did you think of it? Almost done with the game. I played the original, which was A Plague's Tale Innocence, Innocence, I think think it's called. Um, That's what it's called now. All right, so uh, both of these games, uh, they are third-person action-adventure game. Which uh, you are playing with the protagonist. Her name is Amicia. And um, her brother is um, infected with a mysterious plague. Mm -hmm. um, That is, for some reason, causes him to summon so many rats uh, around around him. And... um, yeah, so it causes all kinds of like, not just summons rats around them, it causes all kinds of um, uh, uh, bad 
if bad things to happen around them, let's just say. Yes. I don't want to yeah, have a lot spoilers, of spoilers. Exactly. And uh, amongst those bad things is just like tidal waves of rats yep. that just um, uh, kill everyone and everything. And even like there, there's so many of them in tidal waves that they even destroy buildings and structures and stuff like that. Yeah. You, you have to navigate this very um, treacherous environment. Yeah. As you're uh, making your way through medieval Europe, uh, starting from France in uh, in this game, going elsewhere, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say where, mm-hmm. and um, you know dealing with all kinds of characters, uh, bad soldiers, and lots of lots of rats armed with your trusty sling. It's a sling, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, a, exactly. it's not a slingshot. It's just a sling. It's a sling you know, like because David... you could attach other things to it too. Like exactly, it's like David and the Goliath kind of sling. Exactly. Um, the key element here, similar to the previous game, is that uh, the rats are afraid of fire mm-hmm. for some reason. So if you're holding a torch, they will get away from you. If you light up a brazen, mm-hmm. they will stay away. If you light up a pool of tar. Mm-hmm. You'll make the the rats uh, go away, basically. Yeah. Or you can turn off the fire um, uh, and the torch that a guard is carrying, and then the rats will consume them alive. Mm-hmm. So you can, like, you know, you use the light and darkness and puzzle solving to not be eaten by rats or cause others to be eaten by rats. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think of it? Hmm. It's a. I think it's a competent game. Yeah. Is like the the way I would say it. Yeah. It's good. You know, like I don't think that it's an exceptional game or a great game mm-hmm. in any way. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a bad game either. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's just good entertainment. Yeah, uh, I, I would uh, say it, like to me, it's above average. It's not like you yeah. said. It doesn't do any one thing in an amazing way. Um, I have a few, uh, you know, things points of improvements that I would mm-hmm. suggest. Uh, specifically, yeah. first of all, I think the game is actually gorgeous. It's really good looking. Um, yeah, like their movement to Unreal Engine, uh, the, the latest Unreal Engine has been really good, I think. It, it like really it, has, uh, yeah. It, like it's, uh, it's a significant uh, uplift in, in graphic fidelity. Absolutely. I was, I was very impressed by that. Um, there were a few things that I felt were very old school about it in a game that looks very new school, if that if that makes sense, yeah. Um, there were there were moments where, especially early early in the game, um, where there was this invisible walls where it's like, no, you can't go there, and you walk up against an invisible wall, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's been a while since you've seen one of these, exactly, huh? right? Like, I'm like, oh, we can do better than this. You could fix this in level design. Um, there were some puzzle elements that were introduced, and then not you don't they don't come up again for a long while and i feel that's not the best way to introduce like you know uh solutions to puzzles because the players will forget about it there there's a better way to like slowly introduce it to a player then give them a, a, a way that they can only pass if they have it and then they reintroduce it a short while later and then remind the player like that there, there are ways that you can keep things fresh in the player's mind um that they didn't really employ and the last thing I'll say is some of the puzzles felt telegraphed. Like I walk into a room and I'm like, well, there are these three interactive things. So I guess <laughs> I will, I, even if I'm not paying attention to what the goal is, and oftentimes you don't see the goal, 
You just, you know, yeah. you just like, I walk into this room. Which one do I think is the most likely? I'll try this one. No, nope, I'll try this one. Okay, yeah, I got it. Like <laughs> a lot of times, like you, you know, the game doesn't give you the opportunity to just even do the guest game. Like exactly. your support character will be like, "Oh, Amicia, how about you like twist that knob and then twist that engine and then push the cart over there?" Oh, yes. Once you do that, lift me up. Yes, good. Yes, now I can do this. Yes, well done. You've solved the puzzle. You're and not I'm even like, exaggerating. You walk into a room yeah. and they're like, "We can't reach that, but with that cart, we can." Like literally, that yeah. is the first yeah, thing exactly. they tell you, and they're like. And I'm like, shut up, give me a second. (laughs) Like, can you delay that like three minutes? Just like three minutes. Give me a chance to look around and see where I want to go. Uncharted does that really well in which like they let you stare at the puzzle for a while. And then as if they know that you're starting to get frustrated. Yes. um, Your support card to be like, here, there's a rope. Climb that. Yeah. You idiot. It's even slower. It's like, (laughs) I wish there was a rope is the first thing that I'll say. And then it's like, huh, that looks like a a rope. And then later it's like, we can use that rope to get across. But it's like done so slowly that it gives you the help that you need. And I think it's a brilliant mechanic, as you said. Um, f- and the way the narrative is done around it is also makes it a lot more contextual. And yes. it's like when when you take a bit more time to figure it out, and the characters need to give you a hint in Uncharted, they will uh, laugh it off later. It's like, oh wow, that took you too long, or something exactly. like that. So like it even gives the characters a lot more humor, or uh, you know, like it makes them a lot more believable in the situation that they were in. Exactly. Whereas in this game, you're usually being like instructed by your much younger brother, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, or, or like you know, like like this kid, and like he immediately looks at the situation and tells you everything, <laughs> and you're like, wow, yeah, why, why isn't he just saving the day? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that said. The puzzles themselves, other than their introductions, oftentimes were, were clever. They had like good solutions. Yeah. I liked the the mechanics involved in in executing them, like you know, throwing the fire here and then making that thing swing over there and fall there, and now I have access. That kind of thing. It would have yeah. done like uh, my preference, and I'm not saying there's the only way to do this. My preference was to ma- would be to make it a little bit more sandboxy and more. Um, procedural and have different solutions for the same thing because all of it was this is the one solution do it and I that brand of puzzles a little less appealing to me than get fire here figure it out yeah that I prefer that I feel more clever if there are if that's what it is and then I have a whole bunch of of solutions available to me so there's a few things that feel old school in in a game that caught up graphically so I, yeah. that I, I feel is at odds. Uh, otherwise, like you said, absolutely enjoyable um, experience. Um, the I mean, what what there is of combat because combat is not the focus, but what there is there for it, I feel is adequate. Um, no, the, the the encounters are fine. They're fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah adequate. The stealth is okay. You know, like the level design is is okay. Is interesting. It leads you where you need to go. Like all of that. Like I said, it's competent. It's yeah. not like best in class. It's yeah. not master class of design. Yeah. But it's 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 good. You know, like it's not bad at all. It's not. Uh, I think like uh, my gripes. Uh, you know, other than the you know the know it all kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, listen. Yes. You know. And the voice of the kid, the, the little one, not the you know, the little voice of the kid yeah. is a little not great. <laughs> the VO generally um, didn't do it for me at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but the, uh, for me, like, there's a lot of narrative design issues that I uh, that I don't like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, there's a lot of like expositional conversation in which, yes. like, to move the plot along, the kid is be like, "We should do this and that." Yes. 
Yeah. How about we go this and there? Yes. And like you can also hear it in which like the, the dialogue is almost always a yes or no yeah. kind of dialogue. Yeah. Like you can count the number of times the other character says yes to the previous statement yeah. as if the person who wrote both lines was the same person, you know? Yeah. And um, th- th- that kind of like always takes me out of it. It, it feels like, you know, somebody is uh, is telling me what I'm supposed to do rather than the character's coming to life within the world. Yeah. And nothing breaks it more than a deus ex machina, yeah. which is uh, how they're usually introducing new mechanics. And it's um, and it's, it's kind of like a, always like makes you pause and question as a player. Yeah. Uh, Misia gets into a peril of some sort and uh, the situation seems helpless. Then suddenly your younger brother again yeah. Uh, brings out a gadget out of nowhere yeah. and goes like, oh, use this to save you. And it was like, what is this? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Why did yeah, you just I give it to it, me now? <laughs> I picked it up along the way. I always thought it was useful. And you, and I've never spoke to anyone about this before, <laughs> but since you're about to be eaten alive by rats, I thought it might be a good time <laughs> to give you this. <laughs> and if it happens once, I'll be like, Okay, you know, this happened once. This is your one Deus Ex Machina, this yes, game. Yes. But it happened like at uh, like four times before a half point yeah. of the game. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a design pattern in which like, how do we introduce this mechanic, put her in trouble and let the kid give her the new gadget. And um, I think there could be more contextual ways from a narrative design point of view, to make that situation a lot more believable. I couldn't agree more. I actually, yeah, notice similar things where a lot of the times uh, you're you're put in a situation early on because eventually you start to figure out what's happening, but you're put in a situation, yeah. and then afterwards the characters tell you why you're in that situation instead of like mm-hmm. foreshadowing it. Like, oh, we, we made it to the city and this happened just off screen, like, you know, while while the, 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 the camera was fading in. Um, it's, it's it makes the fe- the world feel like it's not as alive. There's less world building, so I, I totally agree with that comment. Um, I think yeah, it's uh, like I said, like none of this stuff is offensive no. in its own right. Like you know, that's all you know, okay things that work. You do get the gadget, you do understand how it works, and it helps you solve the puzzle. And um, I think the tutorialization of all of these elements are actually pretty strong. So like once you learn it once, you get to understand how these things work from mm-hmm. now on. But uh, yeah, maybe it's more of a game maker point of view. Like I can't help but see this. But I, I think that um, <laughs> the pattern of how these things go and the way the characters converse um, leaves some to be desired. Yeah. I, it's still like I'm not gonna say it's a hard game to recommend because that's a very harsh uh, thing yeah. to say. That's not what I would say, but it's like it's free on Game Pass. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a, it's an enjoyable experience. Um, game Pass plug of the week. <laughs> we already had one. This is the second plug of the week. A second plug of the week. <laughs> um, speaking of no, this game is not on Game Pass. <laughs> Stay on segue. <laughs> I, no, even that you like you pulled the plug on this one. Yeah. Like, oh, Game Pass doesn't have this game. Wow. <laughs> oh, shame! For shame! Um, for shame! I played another little game, and it's called um, A Little to the Left. Uh, I wanted to take a moment to speak about this game. I think yeah, it's please. this game is going to be released today. Um, okay. I had ac- I've had access to, to it for the last week. 
as part of like, you know, uh, uh, I, I did do jurying for different events. I had permission. I asked them permission if I could talk about the, the, the game, both on Twitter and on the, the podcast. And mm-hmm. they said yes. Um, so they're releasing today. A little to the left is this extremely cozy, um, slow-paced puzzle game where it has a whole bunch of intentional puzzles where you're just intending to put things in order. Like, it's, I, I know, I, I hate when people say this because OCD is an actual, you know, disorder and it actually is extremely, uh, d- like, difficult to deal with. But you know how yeah. people say, like, I, I have a little OCD in me, right? This game is, yeah. like, that manifested. It's like they give you yeah. pencils and you have to put them in order or they give you books on a bookshelf or they just like scatter a whole bunch of things and you have to organize them. And the thing is, there's no timer. There's no pushback mechanic and there's no instructions as to how. So you're just looking at the pattern and be like, how would I do this? And many of the things have multiple solutions, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're the person who's just like, I'm going to put the books in order of shortest to highest, that'll work and you'll get one star. If you want to put them by, I'm going to, you know, like, like put them in order based on their color, then that'll work and you'll get another star. And you don't have to play that puzzle again. It'll move on to the next one. If you want to come back and try a different way, you can do that. Oh, interesting. So there's multiple solutions to the same puzzle. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes, no. Sometimes there's just one and you just have to figure out which one it is because there's something that breaks that pattern. There's a missing color, a missing whatever. So you have to look, oh, it's not the color. It's this other thing, right? Oh, um, this is like unpacking. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes. It, that's which actually, is like a very chill-like game and also will have me play it a million times. Yes, that's exactly the, the game I was going to bring up as it gives you a similar feeling than unpacking. It also yeah. has kind of an overarching narrative on top of it, but it's not as deep or profound or, or you know, as... I don't want to say good, but like it's very different than unpacking. So don't expect an unpacking too. That's not what it is. But that yeah. feeling of I'm putting things in order that you get from unpacking, you get it here in a more bite-sized way. So it's actually to me more relaxing than unpacking. Well, unpacking was it's like, like yeah. it feels like from just looking at the screenshot, it's like WarioWare meets unpacking. Yes, that's a very good... which you have like small um, areas of you ordering stuff. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And that's that's what I like. I would say I would compare it to unpacking if you only did one room at a time and no object existed in other rooms because that actually, even though unpacking was a relaxing experience overall, I had this these dips whenever I was like, ah, oh, this goes in the other room and I have to switch other room. I don't know why. I just that annoyed me. <laughs> like just like give me everything in the same room. Uh, I love the game still. It was still you know one of our games of the year last year, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was absolutely phenomenal. But like this, I find like less on the narrative side because Unpacking had a great story that it unpacked as well. Uh, but a little to the left uh, has less of the narrative and more of that cozy uh, feeling of putting things in order and satisfaction. You know, that sense of fulfillment you have when you see a thing in order. It has a lot more of that. So uh, mm. at, actually, I love it. I, I, I was... When when you're reviewing games for these jury things, you're only supposed like you only have to play it enough to see a loop. Um, yeah. So and then games like this, you could see the loop after two or three puzzles. Like really, honestly, five to ten minutes is usually enough. Yeah. And then you you understand the loop. Um, and I played it for five hours. I just I didn't <laughs> over the last week. It was one of the games I played the most because it was that good. Every day after work, I would play it for 
30 to 45 what? minutes to unwind and then, you know, start my day, the, the, my night afterwards. What did you play it on? So I, I played on two things, actually. I played it on my PC, but I also played it on my Steam Deck. So initially, when I was reviewing uh-huh. it, I played it on PC. And then I carried it over to my Steam Deck to play on my couch because that's even cozier. And it plays extremely well on the Steam Deck. Nice. And it's coming out today, huh? I believe it's today or, yeah, like by the time this is, this is released, it should have been two or three days ago anyway. Uh, nice. It's uh, one of, maybe it's, uh, I would play this while I'm downloading God of War. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, yeah, God of War comes out today or tomorrow, right? It's like tonight yeah, yeah, at midnight it, or something. It, it unlocks uh, for me in a bit, I think. So, yeah, I'm just going to, I got the code, so I'm going to download it yeah. and uh, check it out. I am going to purchase it and download it. Right, I, w- I was gonna say right after this call, I have a meeting after this call. Yeah, <laughs> in the in the evening, in the probably. evening yeah. Uh, but I will definitely be playing that tomorrow. I am super excited. The reviews look incredible, incredible, and they did for the first one as well. And I had a really good time for the first one uh, with the first one. I'm really curious to see what, uh, like, how the story develops. Yeah, man. Yeah, the same. I. I love the first one, so it'll be good for me to uh, to play the second one and see what's going on. Because this should be the conclusion of uh, the Nordic uh, part of his journey, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see if that actually pans out. I've been avoiding the reviews, so I don't know anything. Yeah, actually, exactly the uh, same. And there were spoilers, so I actually set up my Twitter so I could not see any of the spoilers, and thankfully, I haven't yet. And tomorrow's a yeah. big day, so there's still 24 hours or so where I could be spoiled, but I'm really hoping not to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, it uh, goes on that way. Do you have some? Do you have some more time, or are we done for today? I think we could just like wrap it up in a couple of minutes. Uh, okay. I wanted to talk can... a little. Oh no, go go you first. What did you play? Anything? No, no, do your thing, man. Really quickly, I know that Rami spoke about uh, Modern Warfare Two last week the single player and yeah I, he spoke about the single player yes i i played the multiplayer and the things i'll say about the multiplayer is that one it looks extremely realistic if you like squint <laughs> it looks really really <laughs> real and i have very mixed feelings about that like um i don't like i think i prefer my murder simulations to be more removed from reality uh these days but that's a, a very personal opinion um so that that part was not great but this is the game that my my siblings love to play uh, and so i will be playing it because i want to spend time with my siblings online um so my my two brothers actually three brothers and one sister we play modern warfare 2 together that part is amazing they picked good maps i i think the game feels really well i'm playing it on pc this time and uh the, the last couple of ones I played on console and it's seamless. I jumped right back in. It felt like every other Call of Duty game. So if you want more Call of Duty uh, multiplayer experience, I, I recommend it. If that was never your thing, this is not going to convince you in my opinion <laughs> to, to make it your thing. That's good. Yeah. But you usually play those games, right? Like you enjoy the multiplayer. Yes, a bit. I really love the multiplayer of Call of Duty. Like the feel of it, right? The the narrative, yeah. the world, the like all the other things that are attached to it, much less so. But like specifically the feel of it. That's awesome. 
I uh, yeah, it, uh, it's on my to checklist uh, this year. But yeah, the, <laughs> the the list is too too large, and we don't have that many yeah. um, uh, days left till the end of the year. I know I have a list of games. I, ha- I haven't played Sifu yet. It's on my list of must review for our end of year list, and I don't know if I'm gonna yeah. make it because God of War comes out next week. <laughs> Uh, sorry, <laughs> yeah. this week, I mean. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, well, but, uh, you know, between now till Sunday, I think I could probably finish God of War. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to make, like, you know, cancel most of my plans this week and just play. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Any parting thoughts before we wrap it up? Um, no, it's all good. We'll talk about uh, some of the stuff I wanted to say next week. Okay. I'm really sorry to cut this one short, but I'm super happy we got the time to, to catch up and talk. Same here, man. Yeah. Same here. So, yeah. Like, what's the outro again? Something about sending us emails and uh, Discord? You're, you're, yeah. yeah. You're going to improvise it. Let's go. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Info at thehabibis.com. We love getting your emails. We read them online. Come to our Discord. We have wonderful, fun people who talk about other things other than anime. I promise it's not an anime. <laughs> it's not an anime Discord. Uh, it's not a Marvel Snap Discord. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Thank you and salam. Salam. That was the Habibis podcast for this week. I'm Osama Dorias, your host for this episode. You can find me on Twitter at Osama Dorias. My fellow Habibis were Rami Ismail. You can find on Twitter at T-H-A underscore Rami and Fauzi Mesmar, who you can find on Twitter at Fauzi Mesmar. Send us your questions, stories, suggestions via info at thehabibis.com. Intro and outro music was provided by Malik Zubeda, and the logo was provided by Ibrahim Hamdi. The Habibis is a weekly podcast about three game developers drinking good Arab tea, with new episodes launching every Friday, inshallah. If you enjoyed the show, Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting service or check out thehabibis.com for more information. Thank you for listening and salam alaikum.